I wish I could put my fists through the whole clouds of beautiful time. Hello and welcome to Spooky Beautiful Town, but spooky, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. Yes, it's spooky season. Um, this will not be a very spooky episode. Uh, we're kind of in a mood, capital M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, maybe you want to know who's talking. I'm Jess. <laughs> I thought you were just going to keep going. <laughs> and I'm joined by Abby. Hi. Yo, what up? I'm eating lasagna. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a Modelo Michelada. Uh, oh. uh, I have Blue I, Moon. I thought about getting Modelo, but I didn't want to get limes. Oh, yeah. I uh, This was hiding in the back of the fridge, uh, so I was very excited. Yes. Um, so we decided we were going to do a Q&A episode this episode because we're lazy and we didn't want to think of content to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but then the content kind of came to us. Right. Um. So thank you for everyone who contributed questions. There's a lot of weird questions in here. Uh, I don't know what some of this stuff means, so you might have to explain it to me. (laughs) Well, Uh, Star Wars is a movie. (laughs) What Star Wars? (laughs) But before we get into that, uh, we do have a lot of news dropped at New York Comic Con. Well, a lot of publishing news dropped because, of Mm. course, why would they tell us anything about The Rise of Skywalker or The Mandalorian or any shit like that? Because it's not a Disney run conference. New. (laughs) And then we also had uh, Triple Force Friday, which we'll talk about in just a second. But the publishing news... Um, we'll start with the comic stuff just because we're not super into the comics. Uh, mm-hmm. The Marvel Star Wars comic is going to relaunch. Um, so we, I think we announced that last episode. That we talked about ending. that it was ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of speculating where it could, the, the new comic could launch and it's going to be in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which Yippee. we have never, <laughs> ever thought about or seen anything written about nope. in that time period so that's fun uh but it is going to be written by charles sewell so it is i bet it's going to be good i'm not yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i probably won't read it i'll Mm-mm. be up front well it's like there's only a year in between empire and return of the jedi like how much can you tell yeah. i'm bored i feel <laughs> i'm bored of it are they gonna i mean i feel like he's gonna probably talk about luke and like the training that he did on Dagobah, possibly. Mm. I would, I would really appreciate for him to kind of go into. Uh, look at me talking about mental health, like <laughs> mental health after learning that Darth Vader is his father. Which yeah. I know that Charles Sewell is really good at doing some of that shit because he yeah. did the Darth Vader comics and um, or the original Darth Vader comic, I believe, mm-hmm. as well as the newer one. Um, and those are Chef Kiss. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm curious to see like because Lando is now like a part of this oh, group, yeah. so I'm sh- you know when they're you know formulating a plan to go rescue Han at this point, so that'll be fun too to see. Maybe we'll see yeah. the Battle of Tanab. <laughs> <laughs> Deep dive, Abby. <laughs> hey. The publishing panel, the Lucasfilm publishing panel, um, came out with. Let me see, one, two, three, four new books are coming out, novel-wise. Um, and then they talked about Project Luminous, that we still don't, they didn't really say anything other than, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until 
dot 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 project luminous coming in 2020 hmm. i don't fucking know yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know but we've announced this before because i think this was announced at celebration this was yeah this is announced yeah. at celebration it's just that this little blurb the force is what gives it should i a power blah 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 until yeah it's like and I saw a lot of people speculating, and I was like, ugh. So did I, and I didn't like any of it. But mm-hmm. I also didn't, I don't know. I like Cool Force shit, but I also don't care as much about Cool Force shit as I used to, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was younger, I think I was all about that. And now I'm more like, I want to know what Cassian's doing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kevin Scott, and Charles Sewell who are writing whatever this is going to be. We still don't know. Um, At <laughs> least it's all good writers. Yeah, for sure. And I have Daniel, DJ Older is an excellent writer and he has a good sense yeah. of humor. And so whatever he writes, I am down with. And obviously Claudia Gray too. Mm-hmm. Um. We also got a new Thrawn trilogy announced, (laughs) which I was confused. It's Ascendancy. Is it supposed to take place before or after? I don't know. I don't care. I just saw (laughs) the Azure man and went, (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Let's buy Timothy's on. Imagine that. Why? Like, get a new author. Timothy Zahn, if you're listening, which you're not, stop being a bring back the EU person. No <laughs> one cares. Does he have like leverage on Del Rey or something that they have to give him these contracts to write Thrawn for like a hundred <laughs> novels? <laughs> because right. I mean, I'm fascinated by the Chiss ascendancy, but can we talk about like a new character within the Chiss or like, I don't know. There's more Chiss than just Thrawn. Sure, he's interesting, but... Is he? Well, to some people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm in a mood. I like Thrawn, and I'm tired of Thrawn, so... Mm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, Glad we're all tired of him. Yeah, I have the third book in the current trilogy ready. It's about to be checked out uh, on my holds list. And I kind of don't... I don't even care right now. Like... I don't know. Star Wars is making me upset. <laughs> mm. Star Wars. Star Wars. Except there's three new novels that are coming out that Woo! don't make me upset. New. Um, so the Rise of Skywalker novelization is going to be written by, drumroll, <laughs> Ray Carson, which Woo! a woman who is like an amazing author. <laughs> A woman writing Ray in my Star War? Thank fucking God. Jesus right? Christ. Um, is she writing any part of the script for any by any chance? <laughs> like, Lord, please. Oh, God. But it's going to be like having Ray written by a woman's point of view is going to be so fucking great. Like, yes. they better not try to rein her in and be like, no, that's not how it would happen. I don't feel like right. they do that. But, no. oh, my no. God. I'm excited I've been. I'm a little more than halfway through um, Spark of the Resistance by Justina Ooh. Ireland. Um, and it's cute, you know, like it's a mid-grade novel and um, it's a pretty quick read. It's very cute. But already having 
a woman writing Ray's perspective is a breath of fresh air. Oh, yeah. Even in a mid-grade novel. (laughs) For sure. Um, Speaking of women, writers, authors that we like, um, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a Clone Wars anthology book. And three of the authors jumped out at me just because I know and love them. And I know you do, too. And Mm -hmm. it's Preeti Chipper from Sci-Fi. I mean, she's all over the place, it seems like. She's... She wrote, uh, I think it's a mid-grade novel for um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. really super cute. Um, and she's she's written all other kinds of things, too. And she's just an adorable human being. And I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a podcast. It's called Dis- Daisy Geek Girls. I forget the network that it's on, but it's the same one. Oh, it's um, Nerds of Color. Or wait, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nerds of Color. <laughs> it's on the Nerds of Color um, podcast network, and it's great. Uh, and then we have Zoraida writing and Rebecca Roanhorse. And um, Zoraida is going to be writing Asajj Ventress, which is amazing. And Rebecca Roanhorse is going to be writing Darth Maul, <laughs> which yeah. I'm like, if you if you have read Trail of Lightning and Storm of Locusts, like she writes such good dark characters and like Mm. kind of fallen heroes anti-hero types so i'm so excited to see what she does with maul because i as we all know i love maul Mm -hmm. and i love rebecca roanhorse and i'm like about to burst out of my skin right now (laughs) like (laughs) um and then the last book that we're going to talk about is the next book in the alphabet squadron trilogy called shadow fall and that's going to be coming out in spring of 2020 Obviously written by Alexander Freed. I'm super excited. Yes. I wasn't expecting it to come this fast. I didn't either. I'm very happy with it. I thought they would have waited till like the end of 2020 at least because there's going to be so much like, I don't know, there's there's a lot of TV that's going to be going on. There's like a lot of after, I don't, I just felt like we didn't get anything after The Last Jedi for so long. So we just had so much time (laughs) to talk about it. I mean, maybe it's a well, good thing that we're getting something new closely <laughs> after The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, we did get a whole ass movie after The Last Jedi. What? What movie was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I'm, um, um, this is totally off topic, but I'm doing a Star Wars marathon with some of my friends from work. Um, first of all, we had to plan it in December because apparently the three of them have lives. And I'm like, just pick a weekend and I can do it. And they're like, okay, we have to wait till December. And I'm wow. like, what? Anyway, we're doing a Star Wars marathon because two of my friends haven't seen all of them all of the way. Uh, and we were debating on what order to do them. And I'm like, we can just skip Solo. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, let's watch it. I'm like, no, we can just skip it. <laughs> Uh, or they can watch it at the very end and you can leave. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who like aren't super into Star Wars kind of liked Solo. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. And they're wrong. <laughs> My mom also liked Solo. And I was like, Mom, I love you. Get out of my house. <laughs> and, and then did. they did. <laughs> yeah, say, and then they moved. <laughs> the last news item on the docket is Triple Force Friday, Mm. which I bought two things. I bought a Rose Funko and a Jana Funko. Mm -hmm. And that's it. 
Yeah. I bought <laughs> Spark of the Resistance. Yeah. I should have bought that too, but I forgot. So let's talk about merch issues because a certain part of the Rise of Skywalker cast was obviously absent in a few things <laughs> that came out. Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the As, fuck is she? Where's Rose? Um, one of the reasons why I did buy a Funko is because they were, they released, like, they've been very good about releasing Rose and, you know, Jana mm. and Finn and Lando, like, all of the characters of color, like, in the first, except for Bodhi. <laughs> in, the first, oh, in, the first, in the first run. Yeah. And so I want to support that. And also I like, I collect Funkos. And so, um, but everything else, I was just kind of like, no, don't care. Um, yeah. I saw someone post, um, it was a, I don't know if it was a poster or if it was just like a, like a, just a design mock-up for something, but it was basically like all the characters in Rise of Skywalker and Rose was on it. And someone did a shirt <laughs> that mm -hmm. was the same design, except Rose was missing. Uh -huh. And I saw the conversation in this Twitter, you know, thing that it was because everybody was like livid about it. And the people that made the shirt said that Disney gave them that design. They didn't give them the design that had Rose on it. So they just made what Disney gave them. <laughs> so it's like, it's a big fucking problem because like Kelly Marie Tran and Rose Tico got so much shit from the stupid fandom menace and comic skate people and just like fucking racist and misogynist everywhere mm -hmm. after TLJ. And now it feels like Disney's afraid of putting her on merch because they don't want to upset these fanboys and it sucks. Yeah. It's really I, frustrating. Yeah. I don't know if that's the intention or if she just really is not in this movie as much, which that sucks too. All of it sucks. Well, and like one of the other things that I noticed too was we, I, I posted it onto our, um, our our pod account was this picture that came out. I don't fucking know when a bunch of like the merch merch releases started happening. Um, of this beautiful shirt that says Rebel and then has just Rose on it. Yeah, in her Commander Tico glory, and then I think it was Emma, um, from Sapphic Skywalkers who posted a picture of the shirt at whatever store it was supposed to be at. And it just said Rebel. Did not have Rose on it. What the fuck? And couldn't find the shirt with Rose on it anywhere. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Also my, so for the second Force Friday, my Target did like a whole shebang mm -hmm. for it. Um, that was where Chris and I won our giant stuffed pork. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, our beautiful son. That was on uh, your Christmas card. <laughs> he was on our Christmas card. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I sent out Christmas cards to people and it was a picture, a, fa a family photo of me, Chris, and Porg. And then also a picture of Chuck in a Santa hat. Um, very cute. But yes, he is our son. And they didn't do anything this year, which I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but I was at Target, like, on that Friday, getting, 
I told myself I was just getting cat food, but you know, <laughs> I got more cause it's target. Yeah. Um, and I'm walking around, I go to the star Wars part, um, of the store. There's like barely any star Wars stuff there. That's where I got the book. And then I was walking around and I was like, Oh, okay. I see like a little stand for star Wars stuff. And it was just like Ray and <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like some Lego sets. Nothing of any other characters. I'm like, maybe they, because there's like a Pop Funko section at my Target, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I walk over there and I'm like, maybe there's something here. And no, there's nothing. Weird. Which I was kind of like, what the hell? I feel like a lot of people were saying the same thing. Like their Targets didn't have very much. Yeah. Um, That's very weird. I just did all my, I perused everything online. Yeah, I should have just done that. But I was like, I'm not doing anything i don't want to go anywhere i was already there getting cat food (laughs) exactly exactly um yeah i don't know super disappointing like i don't even know what else to say because it's just she's not in the in the marketing at all except for like one thing and i don't even know what that is because (laughs) i'm sure it's one thing or maybe it's not i don't know Mm -hmm. so yeah where the fuck is rose it's very frustrating and I'm tired of it at this point. And honestly, yeah. my expectations for her being in Rise of Sky are like on the floor. And it sucks because it's like we're getting another woman of color, Jana, who looks fucking badass. And I saw, I think it was in the visual dictionary or something. There was some blurb that was mm-hmm. like she lives on an ocean planet and she's like a warrior. Like, um, and oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, okay, can... Chuck, Chuck is whining at me. Stop. Lay down. Stop looking at me like that. Lay down. Good boy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. Talking about Jana Vizdik. Oh, yeah. Vizdik. <laughs> Gets me every time. Um, yeah, and it's like, I want to be super, I am super excited for Jana, but it almost feels like they're like pitting these two women of color against each other for screen time. And it's like, yep. okay, well, we did the Asian one last time. Let's do the black lady this time. Right. And we're good. We checked our boxes. And it's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> so onwards and upwards to our Q&A section. Thank you, everyone who contributed questions. There's, like I said before, there's some weird ass questions in here. Um, so let's get started. Danny, this is a uh, rope pod Danny, correct? Correct. So they asked, is the ultimate goose game unfairly slandering the reputation <laughs> of good geese worldwide? I don't know what the ultimate goose game is, so I have no yeah, idea. Are you fucking kidding me? I've been seeing people talk about this on Twitter, and I have no idea what people are talking about. First of all, it's the untitled goose game. Oh. Second of all, you fake gamer. Uh, <laughs> It is It is really fun. You just walk around as a goose and you honk at people and you steal their stuff and you're just a massive inconvenience to society. What it's platform so much is this fun. on? It's on the Switch. Oh, that's why. And I think... I don't have a Switch. I think it's also on PC or something like that because I remember watching... Well, I wasn't watching. We A bunch of us were Skyping one night and me, Emma, and Seth from RoguePod and... Sapphic Skywalkers were all playing Goose Game while poor Lynn from Sapphic Skywalkers watched on and was like, all right, cool. Thanks, guys. But Saf was playing with a controller. This game so. is $20. I got it for 15 
it's twenty dollars for the PC version. But it's so much fun. It's so cute. It's hilarious. Like you're just a fucking menace to society. <laughs> so, Danny, to answer your question, no, because it has endeared me more to geese than anything. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Cause I told you I was in a mood. <laughs> Uh, getting emotional over geese you know it was not emotional fuck off <laughs> you were very passionate about it <laughs> i love this game it's so cute anyway I can't Danny, this game is 20 dollars <laughs> like it's worth it like uh, it's it i believe it's an indie game so i mean oh, it's okay. not like your 20 dollars is going towards like uh, blizzard or something like that origin yeah yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better. Because I was like, I've yeah. bought like Sims, like <laughs> Sims Four expansion packs for cheaper. <laughs> really? I feel like they I have them. Um... They go on sale quite a bit. Oh, that's true. I think I got cats and dogs for like forty bucks, and I was like, God damn it! But I want the cats and dogs. The Sims Four, the millennial game of choice, so we can live out the lives that we can never have. Yes. <laughs> if I can't control my life, I can control others. Exactly. So, Danny also asked, what is your favorite kind of goose and why? Um, do, you, do, you, do you have a favorite goose, Jess? Uh, <laughs> not the mean white ones. <laughs> so, any other goose but those. Oh, well, maybe then, like, you won't like goose game. Or is it a white goose? <laughs> yeah. So, when my sister was little, she, we used to go to the park all the time, and she stole a bunch of eggs from the park. And she hatched them. Uh-huh. And they were three ducks and one goose. And it was like a gray goose. It was really cute. But it was so cute when it was little because its little wings were really short. And it was really top heavy. So it would fall on its face all the time. And it was really clumsy. <laughs> and we named it Rex. <laughs> like, it was like a T-Rex. And that's the only goose that I like for, so far. Oh, my gosh. It's a great goose. I love it. He started honking really loud, though. So we had to take him back to the park because our neighbors were getting upset. Kind of like the game. <laughs> <laughs> They were just a giant, enormous menace to society. What is your favorite kind of goose and why? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking up types of goose right now. Because, Danny, I love you. I don't know that much about birds. No, me either. Um, I don't know if I've told them and Lynn because, so Lynn from Sapphic Skywalkers is coming in November to visit me. Mm-hmm. Um. For a weekend, and Danny is also coming down because they live like I don't know, like an hour away. Right. And we're going to the museum, uh, the field museum. Well, I've decided we're going to the field museum. <laughs> this might be the first time they're hearing of it. Oh, uh, we're going cool. to the field museum. <laughs> um, they have this giant like bird exhibit that I want Danny to be my guide. And there's also, like, the big evolution slash dinosaur exhibit. And, like, I feel like that's all up Danny's alley. So it's selfish because I just want a good tour guide. Right. Um, <laughs> but to answer your question, Danny, um, just by looking at some pictures on Google, my favorite kind of goose is uh, this fluffy-looking Sebastopol goose Sebastian and that's it I it's just it, he's very fluffy I gotta look at this oh he's real fluffy I love him he looks like a long-haired cat but goose style 
<laughs> I like if you had a white long haired cat, but it was a goose, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> Danny, of, well, I was going to say enough about geese, but nope. Nope. There's one more goose question. Danny also asks, uh, would you rather fight a hundred goose sized rancors or one goose sized goose, but it's got a knife? Um, one goose sized goose, but it's got a knife because that would be heckin' cute. Honestly, I've been attacked by a goose. And so I would go with the rancors because <laughs> I was like four years old at a company picnic and this goose chased Aww. me and bit the shit out of me. Um, so, and if it's got was a it, knife, fuck that. <laughs> was it a, a Canadian goose? It was a white goose. It was a mean white uh, goose in the park. This is why I don't like no, them. <laughs> no, Canadian geese are the worst. Oh, really? They're the worst. Are those the ones that have like the pretty um, like feather coloring no. oh no they're ugly they're gray i hate them no brown yeah <laughs> black i'm just gonna keep shouting out colors <laughs> they just i just i hate them Ugh. and they don't understand that they need to now fly south during the winter i don't know why evolution screwed some of the geese in my area but they stay all year do they walk around in the snow yeah that's weird these fuckers sit on a frozen pond. <laughs> like you guys like are on the so top of it. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys are idiots. Oh my god. Go away. Oh. Whatever. Thank you, Danny, for your geese questions. <laughs> I greatly appreciate them. Next question. So Xander asked, "What was your first fan casting?" I have no idea. <laughs> it could literally be anything. I was myself as Han Solo. <laughs> that that's the thing I was thinking about a lot too is it still happens now but like especially when I was a kid and I was reading a book like I don't know why but I just always thought of myself as the main character. Yeah, I would do like, that a lot too. Yeah, like I like that's the whole point of a book is you see through the eyes of the main character. And so like I remember when people were like does Harry Potter look like how you wanted him to and I'm like I don't know. Because I was Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter looks like me. What are you talking about? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, and both Daniel Radcliffe and I are very short. We have blue eyes and dark hair. So, yeah. I mean, we look pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm sure it was something weird. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I don't know. Julia Gulia <laughs> asks... Whoa, this is a loaded question. What are your <laughs> thoughts on slash experiences with white feminism in the fandom? Well, <laughs> um, do you remember how blondes are severely underrepresented <laughs> in Star Wars? <laughs> I just spit all over my mind. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, also, I mean, for making a joke out of it. You're so mean, Jess. How dare you get a blonde wig? And you know what? A little while later, you dyed your hair blonde. I know. I was really trying to experience what it was like to be marginalized. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> I want to know. That joke Can will never get old. <laughs> no, it's so funny. No, it'll never be old. No. I love that joke. I love the fact that y'all bought blonde wigs. 
uh, Bria just had all these blonde wigs from her costume. Wait, really? Yeah, so she brought over like 10 blonde wigs and he just put them on and took a picture. <laughs> she does a lot of costuming. <laughs> I mean, I know, but why so many blonde wigs? I don't know. And they were all in these neat little bags, very organized. I was like, wow. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, lovely. it was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's that <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a certain older woman in fandom that has a podcast mm-hmm. that has a lot of white opinions and oh, only seems to care about, about women, including especially white women, and doesn't really see anything else past that, which is peak white feminism. So can't see the intersections of being female and a woman of color or female and queer or female and disabled or any any of the intersections of of marginalization and oppression it was sad that i was kind of running through like three different people who could, who be? You could be talking about and then i was like oh it's this bitch yeah i'm not gonna say her name because she's pretty prominent but i feel like everybody kind of knows mm, i'd love to say her name but if we're withholding on the podcast that's fine we can do it another time. We'll let people guess who we're talking. Maybe we'll have people write in, and if you see if you can guess, I'll give I'll send you a sticker. <laughs> Perfect. I'm limiting it to ten people because uh, <laughs> I don't want to send out like forty stickers. Um, yeah. yeah. If you know who it is, send an email with your address. I'll send you a sticker. <laughs> um, God, there's so many, but those are the two main ones that really come to mind. It happens every freaking day. So like, yeah. <laughs> I just see shit all the time on yeah. Twitter. I I feel like and this might sound weird. I feel like I see a lot of white feminism in shipping. Mm. Um especially when it comes to shipping characters of color. Yeah. Um or a specific white female character with a character of color, be they man woman in between or not at all um (laughs) and it not being a specific white male character um is suddenly the end of the fucking world yeah so i'm just saying i'm not naming ships we're just not naming things on this podcast we're talking no not saying anything (laughs) no no we're be this is the vague podcast yes the vague goose podcast Um, the white goose uh, feminism vague podcast. No, per- that's the title. <laughs> white goose feminism. I see you changing it. Into <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Woo. Um. Here's a here's another thing. Um, as as a white woman, um, if you get called out on your shit, like as a white woman, acknowledge it and stop being so fucking defensive. Like we get it. it it's it gets embarrassing to be called out, but people are calling you out for a reason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nine times out of ten, it's because you are hurting other people. Yep. With your words, and you say. I'm sorry, and you do better, and you don't just say, I'm going to do better. You show through your actions how you're going to do better. Charlie, shut up. I'm talking. 
You are being a white dog feminist. <laughs> Lay down. I also but that yeah. just brought to mind another situation from mm. I think it was many years ago now. Um, oh, was this pre me? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'll explain the situation. Mm. You'll see if you know about it. So um, there yeah. was a dude that was on a podcast with um, a woman and I think it was another dude. I can't remember now, but um, they were accused of rape and or um, abuse by their ex-partner and like legit, like, like, like police report everything, <laughs> like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, reported them shit type of shit. And it was like a big uproar in fandom Um because it was like, nope, can't mm-hmm. be associated with that. Um, and there was a white woman in the fandom that came to his defense. Actually, there were multiple white women in the fandom that came to his defense and were like, but he's always been nice to me. Mm-hmm. I can't see him that way. Which, thank you. That's how I feel, Charlie. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just like, okay you're willing to protect like a rapist or, you know, assailant over the words, you know, who's your friend over the words of another woman. And this happens Mm -hmm. all the time with white women, like especially celebrities, like protecting these men who typically prey on women of color who have less power in like in, in the greater systems of, of our society. So I wasn't around when that situation like happened, happened. But I have been around for some of the lingering fallout. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know who I'm talking and, about. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And still, to this day, white women will defend this guy. And it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's bad. Or will defend the men that defend the guy. Yeah, that too. Which is just as bad. Uh, Julia also asks, what karaoke songs would be the original trilogy's trios go to? Oh, wow. Um, I should have looked at this before we recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Luke's would be something emo. I don't know. Leia's would be like Cherry Bomb or something like that. Like- <laughs> I was thinking, like, it's going to be, like, very, um, like, Stevie Nicks. Or Pat Benatar, yeah. or yeah, yeah, Joan Jett, yeah, super like punk rock, like girl power song, yeah, Han Solo, Han, mm. like Snoop Dogg or something, <laughs> <laughs> or like Sublime. <laughs> Han would sing like one of those typical white boy. Karaoke songs, or it'd be hilarious if like he got up there and he was like, "Baby, locked them door and turned the lights oh, down." Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh, I feel um, like I feel like Luke would sing like Celine Dion or like uh, something yep, like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, which I love me some Celine, but something I was gonna emotional. disagree with you yeah I, well when you said emo like my mind went to uh when I was a young boy um <laughs> did you know that people used to pay to hear me sing so <laughs> anyway um 
but like yeah like something very like a pop power ballad mm. something very um campy as yeah, well i could see that too you'd sing a lot of whitney houston oh yeah i have nothing by whitney houston <laughs> i have just the one song <laughs> i'm not gonna or sing it. <laughs> han solo would sing the tequila song <laughs> <laughs> you just be standing up there doing like a little white man, like, and then and then grab the mic and be like, or it would just be like straight up. Okay, maybe I'm thinking more Harrison Ford at this point. Where it would just be straight up deadpan tequila. Oh God, this is another question I should should have thought of before. Oh hell. Uh, Suara asks, what are the coffee orders for all the Star Wars characters? So if you didn't no, know... He said the sequel trilogy characters. Oh, I, I saw ST and I just assumed it was Star Wars. I'm glad you Star can... Wars is SW. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a week. That's part of your... The hashtag, hashtag SW <laughs> rep matters, Jess. I'm glad you can read. At least <laughs> one of us can read. I feel like Kylo Ren would want to order a black coffee or like an Americano or something, but he would be like, oh, I can't deal with this. And he'd put a ton of sugar and cream in it. Or (laughs) he'd get like a pumpkin spice frappuccino with extra whipped cream. (laughs) I feel like Ray would just get super black dark dark coffee <laughs> like no say, sugar ray, nothing ray just gets a triple shot of espresso or that yeah <laughs> that's it um, um finn finn changes his mind every once in a while sometimes he likes like a like a like a very fancy frou-frou drink because he was never allowed to have that um and then sometimes he just likes like an understated latte <laughs> Let me see. What about Rose? Rose gets frappuccinos. Or I was going to say, like, black iced tea. (laughs) Rose doesn't get coffee. She needs to suck that shit down fast. She has things to do. Um, Who else? Poe. Poe gets, like, a matcha latte. He's extra. (laughs) And he's He's trendy. Yep. (laughs) Kato Kokonix gets... Uh, a triple shot of espresso with Ray. Yes. <laughs> um, but and she doesn't really also... like it. <laughs> no, she just does it because she has a crush on Ray. Yeah. <gasps> I'm creating fanfic. Um, but they also pick one up for Leia and bring it back for her. And they all do so. shots of espresso together. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not asking us a question about hair, Suara. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Andrew asked, what pet slash familiar would each sequel trilogy character have? Um, this is hard. Hux would have a cat. <laughs> he does. And Millicent. orange tabby. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm going the easy way out. I feel like Ray would have, like, like a border collie or something. Like a working oh dog. I was, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like a hound. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I yeah. feel like Poe would have a golden retriever because mm. <laughs> he kind of treats BB-8 like a dog. That's true. 
He gives him belly scratches. I feel like Finn has never been around animals, so he doesn't trust them. <laughs> so he would Finn, just, Finn would he get gets, a fish. I was just going to start it. He gets a goldfish. <laughs> and Rose would adopt every stray animal that came across yeah. her path, um, especially yeah. a father. Mm, yes. Oh, okay. So this is the thing that happened with in my town was so we have um a decently high coyote population um and one woman one night was driving not too far from my home and try saw this dog on the side oh. of the road and tried to lure the dog into her car it was not a dog it was a coyote no uh, which sequel trilogy character would be dumb enough to do that <laughs> I say Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, buddy. And the dog's like, ah. Yeah. Dude, I've seen coyotes up front, like, at my old apartment, and mm-hmm. they don't act like dogs. Like, there's no, no. way you would mistake them for dogs. No. <laughs> Maybe from really I, far away, but. Yeah. I never want to hurt an animal in my life, but I keep a shovel out in the back. Like, just in case. Because coyotes have come into our yard when Charlie's in the yard. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. Some coyote have... motherfucker's gonna die tonight. <laughs> we have coyotes in our neighborhood, too. And so I'm always very upset when I see cats outside. Because there's lots mm. of cats outside over here. And they know they get yeah. eaten. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, go to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> very upsetting. <laughs> um, Holly asks, what costumes would the sequel trilogy trio but for where for Halloween? Shut up, Holly. <laughs> From um, Rebel Dispatch. Yes. I'm supposed <laughs> to guest on their podcast at some point. It just hasn't worked out for the last three weeks. <laughs> because Black oh, Fire is God. cursed. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like Ray would just be a ghost, like super like sheet over with the eye <laughs> holes cut out. <laughs> She's like, I looked up Halloween stuff and here I am. <laughs> Uh, mm. Rose would dress up as Rosie the Riveter. Oh my god! <laughs> Just because I'd want to see that, and it'd be cute. I feel like Poe would do something like dapper or like Victorian or something. He would go as um, Gomez Adams. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Finn? Finn. Would I feel like hmm. Finn would be an object, like <laughs> a bunch of grapes or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> he too has never had the experience of Halloween. Yeah, he's like, oh, so he was like, guys? yeah, he like Googled, and him and Ray came up with some. Sh- <laughs> no, him and Ray would do a costume, mm-hmm. um, a very shitty partner costume of like peanut butter. And jelly, <laughs> like ketchup. And but it would mustard. be homemade. Yeah, it would be homemade. Yeah, they didn't get it from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Next question is from Dandy, and he asked if you could pick one of the heroes from Rogue One to live, which one would you choose, and what would they go on to do in the rebellion? This is a mean question. It is a very mean question. I really 
I want all of them to live, but Cassian, I think. I knew you were going to pick Cassian. Yeah. I really, I want Bodhi to live too, because I want him to meet Luke. <sighs> My impact. I know. <laughs> I want him to meet Luke, and I want him to grow old and eventually meet Finn, because they would have a lot to talk Yay. about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what would Cassian go on to do in the rebellion? He would be like, no more spy shit. I want to be a general. Fuck <laughs> this shit, I'm out. <laughs> he would God, be... could you imagine Cassian with survivor's guilt? Like, he already has it. Fuck. But, like, even more so. <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with that. <laughs> That's really... <laughs> Like, obviously, Kirit <laughs> and Baze can't, like, one of them can't live while the other dies. Like, that's awful yeah. because the survivor's guilt and, like, heartbreak that goes with that is too much. Like, Jen can't live. I don't know why she can't live, but she can't. <laughs> <laughs> K2, maybe he could go on to tell their story and, like, memorialize them. And he was. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he would, like, become buddies with R2, and they'd be snarky together in the Rebellion, and then he would, you know, go on adventures with someone new. Oh, that's really sad, too, though. No, I don't like that. Because <laughs> K2 would have survivor's guilt as well. Oh, God, this is so hard. I hate this. Honestly, my like... Answer... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, out of all of them, maybe Jin is the best one to survive because she's already feeling guilt no matter what. And she doesn't have, like, a partner. <laughs> yes, she does! Cassian! Yeah, it's different. It's not like uh, K2 and Cassian. Okay. Anyway, my answer is Bodhi. Um, and he would go on to be the top of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might not guess it, but Bodhi has big top energy because Luke is a little bottom bitch. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I thought about that answer. We have to live up to our deep stuff, but also porn. Because who would be we <laughs> without that? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I agree with you. I think Bodhi should be the one to live for, many, for that reason. For thirst reasons. But also for Finn reasons. Because Yes. yes oh my God. That would be good. That would be good. Um, Brooklyn asks, oh, wow, we talk, why do I keep getting these heavy questions? Um, <laughs> we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about moments where Star Wars has failed in its representation with good reason, but is there a moment that you feel like Star Wars nailed its representation? Mm. Bloodline? <laughs> Leia? Older mm -hmm. Leia? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dr. Afra as a chaotic lesbian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so sad. Uh, I'm trying to well because it's hard because a lot of these characters have been written by white people, so it's like yeah, inherently it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard question. I would really have to think about that. But off the top of my head, older Leia. <laughs> I mm. feel like Claudia Gray did a really good job of representing like an older woman. Like, mm -hmm. in her book. but I'll stick with Dr. Aphra because she's truly a chaotic lesbian. Yeah. I haven't read Dr. Aphra, so I have no opinion on that. But mm. I assume you're I correct. Brooklyn, that was one hell of a question. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I feel like probably could, maybe Resistance probably has some, but we haven't watched Resistance, so mm-hmm. I I can't speak to that. Just because they're voiced by actors of color. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Um, right. Uh, if you want to hear more in depth thoughts from Brooklyn, check out a Star Wars story podcast. <laughs> yes. Does she watch Resistance? Yes. Okay. I yeah. think so. I don't know. Brooklyn, have you watched Resistance? <laughs> Write us in. We'll send you a sticker. Um <laughs> you sent me these stickers and now i'm out of control um yeah i don't know maybe maybe resistance has more maybe mandalorian will have more i don't know there's a lot of like good creatives coming up in the pipeline here so Mm -hmm. not just the white yeah uh mariana asked what's one thing that would make you really mad if it happened in the rise of skywalker if they killed finn Mm -hmm. i'll kill someone um if they kill janna if they kill Rose. If, okay. <laughs> if they kill Poe. Or if Raylo happens. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding, but I am. <laughs> like, I hope I don't have to be the one to say it. <laughs> like, romantic Raylo, not like whatever connection Raylo that a lot of people seem to, to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if... Ray falls in love with him. I will be upset. <laughs> if mm-hmm. she just wants to get her rocks off, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, it, Ray's girl. a lesbian, so. She could experiment with the dick a little bit. A lot of women do that. Unless she's Ew. like, for sure knows. <laughs> no, no. She's like, she just uh, never. She just uh, never. <laughs> no. Yeah, she just never. never. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Why do I keep getting these hard questions? (laughs) Okay. Hope asks first on-screen gay couple in resistance. Saw people saying it doesn't count. Do you think it's lesser because they're not human characters? Um, I, I, uh, paraphrased this question because it was very long. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. So no, 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 no. It was in (laughs) reference to, um, Orca Orca. flicks. Yeah. I almost call them okra. I'm going to call him that now. Kate and Chris from Book Wars Pod got a dog and named him Orca, and now I'm going to call him Okra. I, I keep calling him Okra every time they post about him. I'm like, that's not the dog's name. I love it. He is the thing. To my knowledge, it has not been portrayed on the show yet. To be fair, the first episode of season two literally just aired two days ago. Maybe if it in further episodes it gets like explicitly stated. Cool. Here's the thing with just the statement of Okra and Flix are gay. <laughs> um, is bullshit because John Kasdan did the same fucking thing with Lando, and just saying it off camera and never showing it doesn't count in my book yeah like it's it's bullshit i don't think people think it's lesser because they're not human characters there is the aspect of we don't have enough queer representation on screen we don't have any queer representation at all on screen (laughs) uh in star wars and so um it could be more impactful if it were two human characters um but I think when people are talking about like it doesn't count is because just saying it isn't enough. Like it needs to be explicit 
Otherwise, it's just, to me, it's just a fucking headcanon, even if it's coming from the mouth of God. I don't give a shit. I need to see it. Hope also wants to know why you don't like Rebels, Jeff. Because Ezra's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, he's my least favorite character. He's stupid. On Rebels. Um, The writing of Hera and Kanan was really frustrating. The writing of Hera in general was frustrating. Um, The writing was just frustrating to me. I (laughs) felt like it could have been a really great show, but it just fell short for me in so many ways. I don't know. Like there were, it it sucks because there were like a few good episodes with Sabine. There were a few really good episodes Mm. with Hera, a few good episodes with Keenan. Everybody had, except for Ezra, had really good episodes at one point. (laughs) And it's like they never, like they just went back to being, it was very like sitcom-y where like the character growth didn't felt like it stuck. You know what I mean? Or like kind of felt more like a, like a flavor of the day. Yeah. Like it didn't yeah. feel like it changed anything in the story necessarily. I mean, a little bit here and there, Sabine and, you know, the Mandalorian connections and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, they didn't even, that didn't even do anything. Like <laughs> yeah. nothing ever came of that. So, all right. I wonder too. So I really enjoyed Rob with, you know, and will acknowledge its shortcomings. And like you said, I feel like the writing wasn't the strongest in a lot of places. But I also wonder if like my enjoyment of Rebels stems from I only started watching Rebels because I knew Ahsoka was going to be in it. Mm. Um, Because by the time I was like, sure, let's watch Rebels. Season two had already come and gone. And I knew from Tumblr that Ahsoka was in it. So I was like, cool, let's start this new show because Ahsoka, the love of my life, is going to be in it. Um, And I ended up really kind of falling in love with this this group as a whole because i'm such a fucking sucker for a found family trope yeah uh and so and i'm very easy to please when it comes to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i don't know but i think everything i remember um you and amanda did an episode all about rebels on rebel girl Mm -hmm. um a hot minute ago and like even though i was like i really enjoy rebels both of you were like i don't like rebels um i found myself agreeing with a lot of what you guys were saying and it's interesting that like at the end of the day like we agree on all the stuff that we don't like but you still like it and i don't like that's just that's how this stuff works and it's okay yeah (laughs) yep 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 yep. (laughs) like there's plenty of people that like the last jedi like love the last jedi see the same faults in it that we do we don't like Mm -hmm. it they like it like that's totally fine yeah um it's just how it is like it just made it like frustrating for me to watch but for for someone else that it's like you can overlook yeah. things you know yeah like and I do yeah. that with a lot of fiction so I'm allowed one thing that I don't I'm not allowed to like <laughs> or don't like <laughs> you are allowed many things that you yeah. don't like yeah because you are person and you contain multitudes yeah honestly like I haven't gone back to rewatch rebels and I watched it in real time so I watched it like one episode a week i'm wondering Mm -hmm. if it would be a better experience if i went through and binged it because it would feel more cohesive Mm. um maybe that was helpful for me too because i binged the first two seasons yeah so i don't know maybe i i don't know when i'm gonna do that but someday maybe you also don't have to do that i want to give it a chance because there's characters i like in there like i love hera Mm. i love sabine that's pretty much it. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Next question. 
Um, Hope asks, what shows or movies that are not Star Wars would you recommend? The Good Place. Watch The Good Place. I'm 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 ser- I have never felt so passionately about a TV show in a very very long time. I, I love the show to pieces. It's now on its final season, which is heartbreaking um that it's ending after four seasons. However, Mike Sure, the creator of the show was like this is how I want it to end so it's not like it's being canceled or anything like that mm-hmm. um he's giving it the ending it deserves which I do appreciate not a lot of people um, get to do that so it's kind of nice no yeah. yeah um but I, I I think so without like giving any like spoilery stuff like there's a lot of philosophy but like presented in a way that like non-philosophy majors would understand um and basically what it comes down to is the joy of being a good person and um how it feels to be a good person and that being a good person isn't easy yeah it's really hard sometimes um and it takes a lot of effort like to be good to people you might not want to be good to um I mean, if they're terrible human beings, don't be good to them. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But it gets easier when you have friends. The answer is friends. Friendship. So <laughs> I, I love that show. I'm getting emotional about it. Please watch The Good Place. <laughs> I've only seen the first season. I need to keep, mm, continue. I want to... I haven't told Chris this yet. So everybody's finding out a bunch of stuff on this pod. Um, <laughs> uh, I want Chris and I to dress up as uh, Jason and Janet. Oh, my God. For Halloween. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Also, that show does representation pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty diverse cast of characters, except for Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. But Kristen Bell's a good one. So Kristen Bell is a good one. Um, anyway Jess what would you recommend so I just finished The Dark Crystal The Age of Resistance Mm. on Netflix and it is beautiful like I can't believe these are puppets (laughs) (laughs) it's a beautiful show it's dark there's lots of murder Um, I never saw the original film the Dark Crystal. So I have no idea about anything going into this, and I just watched it, and it was beautiful. And I love Deet, and I'm gonna like rewatch it just so I can have Deet around again because I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And she's voiced by um, Natalie Emanuel, who does uh, Miss Sandy oh. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I love her. So they're just so cute, and there's just a lot of. It's a good fantasy, like like dark fantasy but also very like kid it's not a kid show though I don't know how to put it it's just good Mm. um it's a good (laughs) fantasy show if you're if you're into that um and then the other show that I'm obsessed with besides Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's a different story um is The Expanse which I believe their next season is coming out soon they announced it at um, New York Comic Con and I can't remember the exact date but it's like sometime for the end of the year on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. Really amazing sci-fi show. If you like Battlestar Galactica, it's probably right up your alley. It has that same like close-knit like character building 
type of thing going on where it's more focused on the characters versus like the sci-fi stuff um mm-hmm. which I'm more into but yeah it's it's excellent um and I feel like it's better than the books like I've read most of the books mm. and I like the show much better I feel like they do a better job of making you attached and um feel for the characters and feel like there's really good representation there and really good representative storytelling <laughs> that's done mm-hmm. in the show too like Dominique Tipper um she is I am ashamed that I don't know this. She's Dominican, so she's British. Mm-hmm. And so she, her character kind of straddles this, like she's from one culture, but she's living in another. Mm-hmm. And it's very linked to who she is, like as a person. And so she brings mm-hmm. all of her experiences of being like an Afro-Latina in a white country. <laughs> um into into the show and it's it's really amazing and she's not the only one that I mean she's the only one that I can think of specifically right right off the top of my head that has just a really amazing story but they all the characters have something and it's great this is a movie that everybody should have seen by now but I just it just popped into my head because I took a depression day last Wednesday. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and an unexpected depression day <laughs> where um I, I've got a lot of shit going on right now, and my supervisors were amazing, incredible human beings and sent me home and said, take care of yourself. Yes. And I was like, wow, thank you. And I decided to rewatch Crazy Rich Asians because mm-hmm. that is a comfort film for me. Um, and so I'm just telling everybody that Crazy Rich Asians still gives me the same warm fuzzies as it did when I saw it in theaters. So watch it again. Yeah. Still makes me cry. Um, mm-hmm. A movie that is not recently come out, but it's based on a YA novel by Angie Thomas, uh, The Hate You Give. Oh, yeah. I recently rewatched that, and it's so good. It's about, like, uh, police shootings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So really. Yeah. It's funny. I made Billy watch it with me when it first came out um mm-hmm. on dvd and he like didn't know anything about it and he was like damn i was not prepared because <laughs> it's like yeah you know it's like from a teenager's point of view and it starts out really lighthearted and stuff and then it just gets real like real quick yeah but it's yeah. good it's really good so emma from sapphic skywalkers asked did y'all get into force friday we kind of already talked about that um but i really liked this question of how do you feel about a supposed obligation to purchase characters that might be underrepresented um i do feel an obligation yeah um i won't like like go overboard and spend like hundreds of dollars but like I'll buy the Funkos, I'll buy the books that are by, especially books and comics that are by marginalized authors. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do feel obligated because we need to show that there's a demand for characters like this. Yeah. And I am, I am represented by some of these characters. (laughs) So it's like, I I want them because I want them. (laughs) Yeah. It does, it does play into like, What's frustrating about the obligation to do so is that we have to play into capitalism's hand, which is gross. However, it's what works. <laughs> it's the only um, power that we have as consumers. Right. Is right, right, right. Or not to consume. That is the question. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. But I was thinking about this in terms of feeling an obligation to like certain characters 
that might be underrepresented or like characters that fall within marginalized group. Yeah. Like this is not Emma's question, but I'm piggybacking off of that. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts. Um, I definitely don't feel like you have to like marginalized characters. Yeah. Um, I think in term like I know a lot of people didn't care for Rose Tico that were women of color because mm-hmm. they just felt like she was written poorly. And that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think my excitement of seeing an Asian American woman on screen like is really wrapped up in that. And so it's hard for me to unravel that to see, you know, <laughs> if <laughs> to see if like, oh, if she was a white character, would I like her or not? Because white's not the default. So I don't want to like mm-hmm. poise, poise it as that. It's like, I don't know. It's hard. Um, It's easier when it's not a character that you feel represented by, I think, to be able to mm. have a little bit more objectivity in that sense. Yeah, um, for sure. But um, I just have like an emotional connection to certain Asian characters because because of that, like same thing with Daisy Johnson and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and mm-hmm. Melinda May, like all the all of these really powerful Asian women characters in these in these films and television shows. It's it's an emotional connection because mm-hmm. I feel seen. <laughs> yeah, also, for sure. So it's hard. That's a hard question. Um, I don't it's hard because also we don't have enough. And so it's like I have like a very small pool of characters to pick from. And I like as of right now, there's like five and I love them all so far. But there's only five. <laughs> like maybe if there right, were 15, right. I would only love five still, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, I don't know. Scarcity. Yeah. I, was, I, I think I was thinking about this because I don't even know why. Um, I was thinking about Sinjir from Aftermath. Oh, yeah. Um. I don't care about him. (laughs) I'll I'll just, I'll say that right here, right now. Um, I know that a lot of people love his sass and his way. I just never got into aftermath. That's fair. I just, I just can't. Yeah. I just, and I don't care. Like I care about Ray Sloan and that's about it. Yeah. Um, Um, Singer is just like that sad Imperial who's like a drunk and super destructive. It's endearing to me. (laughs) And I, (laughs) but I, I feel that sense of obligation to have to like it. First, like queer star Wars characters we had. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I don't care. And I feel like a bad queer person for that. But like, here's, here's, here's my thing. And I'm, I might upset some people by this. I, when I when there are gay men, gay cis men in shows and in books and in movies, and they get to be represented, awesome, cool. Especially if they're gay men of color. I will say it's white cis gay men that I have the problem with. Because mm-hmm. um, like Moonlight, perfect, good, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, look, I, I just I don't care <laughs> about white cis gay men and I feel bad but I also don't because actually this is goes into a question or a conversation I was having today I got um well first of all I got a bunch of pride flags for my office uh and I also got a pride flag decal for the window um on my door and it also has the brown and the black stripes on it that was very important Mm. to me um and my coworker is like oh i didn't you know like i don't know about this can you explain this to me and i was like well you know because excuse me queer people of color are so marginalized within their own group 
because they're people of color. And I don't know. I just feel like a lot of queer issues get um, white cis gay men washed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like when we when we get a character like that, I'm like, I don't care. I just don't. I don't have the energy and the capacity to care anymore. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. It's a hard question. <laughs> I don't know. I just come back when there's more people of color that I can pick from to like, <laughs> to like, or not like. Um, yeah. <laughs> the next question. Um, Rebel Dispatch asks, why is Black Spire so cursed? Uh, good question. It is. So I have been trying to record with Holly, Jenna, and Manda for like the past three weeks and things just keep happening. Like my internet went out last week randomly. Like <laughs> just all this <laughs> shit. And then like this week it didn't work out. So we're going to try and record next weekend so I can go off. Um, and you're more than welcome to listen to that. Rebel Dispatch. <laughs> Because uh, we're probably not going to talk about it in in full on on this podcast, but yeah, it's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we skipped a question. Oh, um, my bad. Yeah, how dare you? Um, Sarah asked, not necessarily Star Wars related. It can be, doesn't have to be. But what's one book that you'd recommend to your listeners? Ooh, I just read a really good one. It's a YA book. Let me look at the author. So it's called Shatter the Sky by Rebecca Kim Wells. And this is the dragon girl, the dragon girl novel that if you felt betrayed by Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> and her writing, <laughs> this book is for you. It will fulfill every need that you had for that show. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so good. Um, I read it in a day. It was so good. The other book that I read recently, too, that was really really amazing and it really made me think about like the west african slave trade and just really really complex stuff that we don't really learn about a lot in history Mm -hmm. classes here um like we don't really learn about the history of africa other than what it is within the slave trade like right and it's then it's just like a sentence in a book like and then everything else Mm -hmm. is based around like the founding fathers and all that shit but um this book is called Homegoing by, I don't know if I'm going to. I was going to say that book. Oh, sorry. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. okay. I don't it's, know. Um, it's by, uh, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. It's I so, believe that's how you say her name. I, I listened to somebody interview her and that's how they said it. Okay. <laughs> I was not going to say it that way. So I'm glad that you. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I read that in like two days. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I was recommending it to a friend and. Explaining, I'm like, there's a new character every single chapter because mm-hmm. you follow the lines of like these families. Actually, it's this yeah. one woman essentially. It's, it's one, yeah, it's one family. It's these two sisters, basically, these two sisters, and one sister ends up her, it's her and her family end up staying in West Africa, and the other sister is sold in the slave trade. Yeah. Um, part of that is because they never knew they were sisters. Um. And then that follows her family in America. And so it's a new character every single chapter. But you fall in love with every single character. You really do. I'm like, I want to know more about this person. And I don't want to move on to the chapter. But then you move on to the chapter and you're like, 
but wait, I really like this person. <laughs> and it, like every chapter, because it's a, a, a new generation, every chapter, mm-hmm. and it they like whatever they're dealing with within their like generation is some some type of either it's like the you know some type of civil rights thing that's going on in the states or something that's going on like tribally in in mm-hmm. Africa and it's like I don't know anything about that side at all right <laughs> like, right and like right. just like how like um like Europe the Europeans like were there and then they pulled out and like all this shit you know like all that type of like colonial stuff like we just don't learn about like I right. learned about it just by my own reading and this was like oh I want to know more about that now so now I'm gonna go do that but (laughs) it was it was very very good yeah it was really I gave it five stars on goodreads (laughs) yes (laughs) um also okay this is one more thing I know I'm but this is relevant to tv um so the um trilogy well okay so Lee Bardugo wrote Right now, it's five, I think it's six books, actually, and it's within the Grishaverse. So there's a duology, and there's a trilogy, and then I think there's some other, like, novellas that are, like, kind of related to some of the characters in both of these. Mm-hmm. And the trilogy is getting a television show. I think it's going to be on Netflix. And Ben Barnes, who plays, what's his name, in The Punisher, he's, like, the best friend who turns into a villain. And then... Yeah. Sorry if I spoiled that for anybody. <laughs> and, then, and then he's the he's the son in Westworld, who's like best friends with like the dude that becomes the guy in the black hat, like when they were younger. And I adore him. I think he's so cute. And he's gonna be the like main villain in this story. Who I have like the biggest. I just I'm obsessed with this villain. This character is so fascinating to me. And it's really interesting. I always talk about how it's weird that I don't like Kylo Ren because I love hot villains. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't like Kylo Ren for whatever reason. I like, he's just not my thing. Um, but I'm into him and I'm very excited. And he did a little like video thing saying like, hey, I'm going to be the Darkling. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a really good series. It's called uh, Smoke and my, my thing doesn't want to recognize my face. There we go. Shadow, <laughs> Shadow and Bone trilogy um, by Lee Bardugo. Nice. Most excellent. Okay, enough about books. I didn't get to say my books. Excuse you. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is just the I was thinking, podcast. Now. I was thinking that Homegoing was yours, but I forgot. You stole it. <laughs> you stole it it was going to be mine and you stole it so homegoing is a great book um another awesome one that i've recently read was blackout by connie willis um if you are big into historical fiction and time travel in historical fiction like i am um it's really heckin good um basic premise is like historians in the year like 2062 or whatever um are able to time travel to observe um and the theory is that they can't impact history at all like there are things within the universe that dissuade that or like protect it from that um but however you learn that that might not be true uh and so all of the characters that you follow are ones that travel back to world war 2 um in england and it's really really good 
Um, I, it took me a little bit to get into it. I'll be hundred percent honest. It took me a little bit to get into it. And then like the last half of the book, I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, and then the, the follow-up book, the sequel book is all clear. Um, and that one was phenomenal. I loved that book. Um, I just added both of those. My list. Good. good. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, I have to throw in some social worky books cause that's who I am. Um, a fantastic book for anybody, like it doesn't matter if you're a social worker or not, is uh, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. Mm. Um, Brene Brown is incredible. <laughs> I highly recommend her books to anybody. Um, she also has TED Talks out there that I highly recommend people to listen to. And she talks a lot about vulnerability and belonging and perfectionism and how that all impacts our mental health. Um, I think so my, she, she, I think my therapist told me to read this. Of course, your therapist. Did. The cover looks familiar. Every I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Every therapist will say Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, she knows I read, so she's like, "You should read this book." So mm-hmm. I have a stack of therapy books to read. <laughs> yeah. And then, if you want another like hard therapy book to read, but very good. Um, this book has stuck with me for a while now. It's called The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog. Um, it's and and then the like subtitle is and other stories from a child psychiatrist notebook. What traumatized children can teach us about loss, love, and healing. Um, it's oh by God. Dr. Bruce Perry, and he began his work within the field um, back in the '90s when. interventions for traumatized children were fucking terrible um, and terrifying, really. Um, And he basically just fucking went out there and let kids teach him um, what trauma was like. And he ended up doing a lot of research into how trauma affects the brain and how we treat trauma. And so he's very much so an important figure uh, within the work of trauma. Wow. So if you're, I don't know, wanting to learn about trauma, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very good book. It's, it's stuck with me for quite a few years now. Yeah. I'm reading right now. The body keeps the score. Yes. Good. I want to read that. It's really hard. I have, mm-hmm. I, read lightning fast and I have had to slow myself down because I get overwhelmed (laughs) yeah reading this but it's really good it talks about like the history of like PTSD research and stuff like that and it's just yeah my therapist told me to read it yep it's a good one (laughs) yeah hard to read but good yep okay now it would have been the (laughs) rebel dispass question and now it is Brooklyn's question again Yes, so Brooklyn asks, since we know that Ewan McGregor can sing, which one ABBA song needs to be included in the Kenobi series? <laughs> I'll let you take this one, because I don't, I don't um, know. <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay. Um, slipping through my fingers. And now you might be wondering, Abby, why? And I'll tell you. It's because Obi-Wan gets to watch Luke grow up and become his own person. And it's kind of like seeing Anakin grow up all over again and obi-wan is just sitting there singing slipping through my fingers all the time i try to capture every minute yeah all right that's why (laughs) 
Stop judging me. Now I want to watch Moulin Rouge. (laughs) Uh, What a good movie. Okay. Thank you, Brooklyn, for all the APA questions. (laughs) Um, The next couple of questions come from A Murder of Crows. uh, And they ask, uh, favorite force sensitive headcanons or who should be a Jedi slash is a Jedi in y'all's hearts. Uh, Finn is force sensitive. Yeah, that's that about that. Yep. Me too. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, hmm, I think you meant to put hate in this next question. Would you have the most? Oh, yes. I meant okay. to put hate. Okay. I was like, hmm. Um, so the next question is, of all the Star Wars villains, which one do you hate the most? Have the most? Hate <laughs> the most? Shut up. Uh, hate, like, love or hate, like, don't care? Like. Hate, hate. Hate, hate. You don't hate, hate villains, though. I know. I okay. So that's why I was like, you go first. (laughs) Kylo Ren. My answer is easy. I don't. I don't like him. I don't like looking at his face. I don't like hearing his name. I just don't like him. (laughs) So if we're going with don't care. Kylo Ren is my answer too. So I just don't really mm-hmm. care about him and his story, to be honest. There hasn't been anything compelling about him to me. If we're going with like villain, I just don't that I hate or just am not. God, I don't know. Fine, Kylo Ren is my answer too because I like <laughs> I like villains. <laughs> my impact. Um, I this is a very Abby problem, but I just accidentally activated my lightsaber. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope that was loud enough for the mic to pick up on the recording. There we go. I was trying to push it back into the box better. Anyway. Um, continuing with a murder of murderous crows. Last question. Uh, what Hogwarts houses do you head canon for the main sequel trilogy squad? And what would you want Janice to be? I think we talked about the Hogwarts houses before. Yeah. Finn and Ray would be Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Kylo Ren's a Gryffindor. Or maybe Ray would be a, a yes. Be <laughs> um, what would Rose be? Hufflepuff. Yeah, I feel like Ray would um, be. She'd be like a Griffin Puff. <laughs> she's like I love her, but she's also kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, she she just goes with her heart. I feel like she's learned yeah. her lesson though. I don't feel like she's gonna do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. I um, would love to see Jana be a Slytherin. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be rad. We need That's also Slytherin. because we're Slytherins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Danny Heck asks, if it were up to you, what would you name the Mandalorian? Um, For- <laughs> There's more to the question. Personally, I want him to be named Franklin Q. Laser Boy with an I. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, heck, what would I want to name him? What's a really okay? Let's make Pedro Pascal's name Star Wars dies. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, oh. Padre. It would be Padre. <laughs> I'm just like making mixing around. Balance. Oh, with it with an O. Yeah. Padre, not like yeah with an A. I'm typing it so you can see. And the last name. What's Pascal spelled backwards? A S. Oh, this is hard. Black. Last. Lax cap. 
Black Sap. <laughs> That's his name, y'all. It's Padre Lex. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet this from the uh, pod account and give no content. I'm going to do it right here, right now. Oh my God. That was. <laughs> yes, I really. I really appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Padre, nope, not port. Padre, lap, sap. Lack, sap. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Oh, my God. And tweet. <laughs> Perfect. All right. The next question comes from the lovely, beautiful, amazing, talented Jacqueline, whom we adore. Yes. And she asks, what are the rat infestations of space and why are they porgs? Yeah. <laughs> or Ewoks. <Yeah>. Jess! <laughs> but Ewoks are like sentient creatures, so I don't want to do that. What? That's mean. How, yeah, how <laughs> dare you slander Ewoks in this, our month of Megtober? I know, I know. I'm sorry, Meg. Rude. Meg's birthday's already Rude. passed. I can talk shit about Ewoks. Uh, no, <laughs> the entire month of October is Megtober. <laughs> uh, yeah, Porgs are the rats of space. Yeah. I don't like them. Basically. Kill them and eat them. <laughs> oh my God. So fucking violent. Anyway, ask the next question. I'm scared uh, of you now. <laughs> X-Wings in History asks, by its end, 2019 will have seen four women, E.K. Johnston, Delilah Stawson, Justina Ireland, and Rebecca Roanhouse, write novels centering female characters. Does this feel like a victory? Where do we go from here? It's four women. Out of how many? EU it's included. Four women. And how many? I mean, like, and, and there's only literally like what four women in Star Wars, also. So <laughs> great, we've written. Like, okay, like yes, acknowledge. Cool, four women this year have written Star Wars book. That's four more than last year. And yes, that's exciting. However, it's four women. I think the more significant part of this is that Justina Ireland and Rebecca Roanhouse are writing novels. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. That feels like a victory. Yes. Where yeah. do we go from here? We get more women. Yeah. Specifically women of color. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, I threw these in here last second. Or not last second. Yesterday before we had more questions come in. Um, I think. I think it was Sarah last time who had done the NPR thing of something that you want to complain about which in our case is something we want to put our fists through and then something we're loving right now something i want to complain about is like why the fuck isn't rose in the merch <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> and also why the fuck is twitter so crazy right now everyone is out of control everyone is upset mm. about something dumb like different something differently dumb every day <laughs> i can't like i'm angry and i'm not even this angry all the time Mm -hmm. like i don't know what's happening anymore i can't keep up what about you um something i want to put my fist through this training i went to on friday for work um it was a training called somewhere over the rainbow mm -hmm. um and it was all about working with trans and non-binary folks within the counseling field which just by the title alone yeah. somewhere over the rainbow you can tell a bunch of uh, cis straight women did this. Yeah. 
And I was encouraged, like I was asked by my supervisors to sign up for this because I'm creating an LGBTQ plus group at work. Um, and they were like, we'd really like for you to go to this training. And I was like, cool. And so me and three of my other coworkers went um, and we ended up leaving early oh. <laughs> because it was that bad. Um, it was basically like how to be a good person to trans folks 101. Um, the only valuable part of that training was that there was an hour long panel um, of trans and non-binary folks, um, which basically should have been the entire training. Um, and in my uh, comments and suggestions part of the review of the training, I was like, um, all of you, all three of you who are doing this presentation are cis straight white women. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Find a trans person, find a non-binary person to actually integrate into your presentation and not just have them on like show for an hour of a five and a half hour training. Yeah. Um, the way you framed it too was also like working specific, like using specific interventions in talking about like gender identity and gender issues, which that would have been valuable. Yeah. Um, but how to be a decent human being to a trans person who are people um, just like anyone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> so just how to be a decent um, person. <laughs> and and part of it too was like I had I had to leave because of some of the other trainees questions. Oh, and God, I know I that they're, like <laughs> they're trying to learn, but like one of the first questions that got brought up was um the idea of they singular is in is uh incorrect grammatically. And basically this woman, this older woman went on and on and on even after a lot of us challenged her and a lot of people dogpiled on her, which I was like, good for you guys. Um, she was basically like, well, I just, I'm just not, you know, grammar. Basically what she was saying is grammar is more important to her than a person. I said, language changes. Because, well, because, um, they they brought up the idea of a social construct. And so I said to this woman, I said, language is a social construct. And she was just like, well. And I also had a big pro- I'm sorry. I'm very upset about this training. I um, am too. I'm, I'm like seeing uh, right yeah. <laughs> I'll have to send you some of like a picture of some of the slides. But um, this one woman was fucking talking about, I don't know, some cis woman who wrote a book about counseling with kids questioning their their gender identity and like young like littles like seven eight nine kind of kiddos okay and her theory let me see if i can i'm gonna google it because hey there it is look at that this book or rather this article um is called Apples, oranges, and fruit salad. Sorting out transgender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary children and youth. This was done by a cis woman. And we were explained what makes up an apple, an orange, and a fruit salad when it comes to 
young kids um, questioning gender and their gender identity. And then we were given examples and and told to say if they were apples, oranges, or fruit salad. And I rose my hand and was like, I have a problem with this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Like, uh-huh. Um. Trans people are already so unbelievably dehumanized. Don't you think comparing them to fruit is further dehumanizing? And is this to help maybe young kids, like little littles, understand maybe what they're going through? Or is this for us as clinicians to feel like comfortable? Because that's garbage. And basically, she defended the shit out of this person. And I think that they might be friends, possibly, or they know each other. <laughs> um, and so after our 10 minute lunch break, I was like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Good for you. Oh, my God. I was I'm like, so I was very now. mad. I'm very upset. <laughs> I was very mad. Oh, that felt good to get out. That's why we do this. Yep. What's something you're loving right now, Jess? So my old phone decided to die, like as in the mm. GPS just stopped working, which I nope. drive around Los Angeles all day and know the traffic so that I can plan accordingly. So this was right. not great. Um, so I went like a whole like six days without GPS, which was fun. Um, so I got a new phone and I got the new iPhone that has the weird camera. Ooh. Um, and my favorite thing right now is doing the emoji things with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went to, to have dinner at my dad's house and me and my sister and her boyfriend were just playing with these like the little mem- the animoji things like for like hours. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And me and Billy send them back and forth. Billy makes really creepy ones, though. Mine are cute. Um, of course he does. <laughs> So I posted a couple of them on Twitter, I think. But yeah, I'm enjoying. That's what I'm loving right now. Simple. <laughs> very simple, but <laughs> it's the simple things. What about you? I love it. I am loving my cars right now. Um, like I said earlier, I'm going through a little bit of a tough time in my yeah. personal life. Um, and they were all very well aware of it. And they have been the most supportive and incredible people I've ever met um what's also really cool is I my entire team is women and that makes a difference it really does but um (laughs) they're never going to hear this except uh two which one of them isn't even my coworker anymore uh so Ashley and Megan when you get to this what's up (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway uh my big meltdown was last week And then yesterday I walked into my office and there was a bunch of goodies on my desk. Um, I had a Pop Funko, one of the movie movements, Pop Funkos with 3PO and an Ewok. So those aren't cheap, first of all. I just want to throw that out there. Um, And I had a a Star Wars Pez dispenser, um, another fun Star Wars candy thing, um, a Porg. A Where's Wookie book, which is basically like Where's Waldo, but you're finding Chewie. Yeah. And um, uh, What It Means to Be a Hero, which is a book for kiddos, all with the women of Marvel heroes, and a nice Star Wars blanket. Um, All because I was going through a tough time. That's so sweet. And they I love that. got me 
I know, right? They got me amazing goodies and they've brought me coffee and <laughs> I'm like I am uh soft yeah. and small and you can't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, and also uh speaking of my coworkers, I had bought some pride flags um and I didn't realize they were going to come in bulk and so <laughs> I emailed all of my like they're like little pride flags. Yeah. Um it's not like they're gigantic. <laughs> That's um, what I was picturing. I, <laughs> no, they're like little flags that like you wave in a parade or something like okay. that. Um, but I bought them for my office and I ended up having a bunch. And so I emailed all of my coworkers and I was like, hey, if you guys want some, come get some. And so people were in and out of my office all day and were like, can I have a flag or can I have a couple flags? And the cool thing, too. So this package came with the, you know overall all-encompassing pride flag mm-hmm. um and it also had the lesbian bi pan trans and ace pride flags oh cool um yeah and so they were also like oh what's this one what's this one that's really cool can i have that one for my <laughs> office and so that, that was just good and every time somebody came into my office for a flag i was like would you like to sample some of my gay shit <laughs> so. My coworkers are good. That's what I'm loving. Oh, I love that. It's so important to have good coworkers. It is. The only it reason really I'm is. surviving at work right now is because of my coworkers that are mostly women. <laughs> Imagine that. Right? No. Men ain't shit. We only have one dude on our team now, aside from my manager. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hosting. I, I you, are hosting. <laughs> you are hosting. You are hosting. You want me to do this. No, sorry. I just. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um. That's all of our questions. Thank you, everyone who asked questions, difficult ones, Mm -hmm. serious ones, weird goose ones, (laughs) all of the above. Um, For those that won the books, I am sending those out this week. I'm sorry it's taking so long. Um, It's my fault. (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but you said (laughs) it. Cough. I was just going to cough. You outed yourself. Um. (laughs) It's my fault. I suck. No. I didn't send them to the stickers to Jess until last week, and she just got them yesterday. Yeah. Um. And I thought I bought another envelope, but I didn't, so I have to do that still. <laughs> oh, so that's Jess's. <laughs> so that's me. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'll send the books out tomorrow while I'm out. But anyway, um, so those are coming. So sorry it's taking so long. I haven't forgotten. Just we're we're a little slow around here. <laughs> Getting things done sometimes. We're a little depressed around here. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, you can find Lousy Beautiful Town on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. And if you're a browser listener, you can listen on Podbean. You can send us DMs or ats or whatever on Twitter at LBTPod. And you can email at LousyBeautifulTownPod at gmail.com. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AbbyMCecilia. And you can find me at Space Jess with four S's of the Jess. And with that, Padre, Laxap, Honk. What's the other thing? We're going to say goose, white goose feminism. (laughs) (laughs) All of those things. All of those things. Three, two, one. Hello, and wait, what am I doing?